Hello, everyone. Welcome to the iBug Buzz for Monday, August 17th, 2020. I'm Stephen Kerr. I will be one of your facilitators tonight, along with Sandhya. And I think it's time to put aside all this worry and stress we've been under from the coronavirus and the excessive heat and all the other crazy things have been going on and just have some fun talking about topics relating to the iPhone, the iPad, iPod Touch, Apple TV, and Apple Watch. Now, the first thing I want to let you know is this call is being recorded for playback on our website, and it is also being rebroadcast on Sight Into Sound Radio as a podcast. We always appreciate Sight Into Sound doing that for us. And before we get to announcements and open it up for questions and introductions, just want to go over a few guidelines that we need to keep in mind. Uh, we ask that you please stay on mute until you wish to ask a question or make a comment. Uh, we don't use the raise hand feature on Zoom like a lot of other groups do. Instead, you just simply state your name and then you wait for me or Sandhya to recognize you before ask asking your question or making a comment. And uh, please don't talk while others are speaking. When you want to announce yourself, just wait until there's a break in the conversation. And we also ask that you uh, minimize the background noise because it's very distracting to others that are trying to hear. And if we have to tell you repeatedly to mute yourself or that you have too much background noise, then we'll have to put you in the uh, virtual waiting room. We don't want to do that, but we do want to ensure the quality of the call. So please help us by uh, being courteous, if you would. Now to mute or unmute yourself, you can use the following commands I'm going to give you, depending on the device you're using. It is Alt-A if you're on a Windows computer, Command-Shift-A on the Mac. If you're on an iOS device, there's a button on the screen that toggles between mute and unmute. On the iPhone, it's on the bottom left-hand corner. Um, on the iPad, it's, I think, a little further up. It's more kind of in the, in the middle, but it's, it's a, a toggle switch, a toggle button. So just use that. If you're on a regular phone line, you just hit star and the number six. And that uh, is also a toggle that you can mute or unmute yourself. Also, once you've asked a question, uh, if you would hold off asking additional questions just to give others a chance to participate because we want everyone to have an opportunity. All right, well, let's uh, go ahead and give everyone a chance to introduce themselves. You just state your name and where you're from. Remember, you will need to unmute yourself using the commands that I just mentioned. And in case you uh, joined the call since I started the announcements and didn't hear who I am, if you don't know already, I'll get it started off. I am Stephen from Austin, Texas. Hi, Stephen. Mark from Montreal. Hey, Mark. Good to have you, sir. Herbie in Houston. Hello, Herbie. Priscilla from Arlington, Texas. Hey, Priscilla. Glad to have you. Jose from Houston. Hi, Jose. Claudia, Hi, Billy Claudia. From Houston. Hey, Billy. Jake from Michigan. Hey there, Jake. Keith and Austin. <laughs> oh, we got a bunch of people. Keith and I think Eva, did I hear you? Yeah, Eva from Missouri City. All right, welcome, Eva. And welcome, Billy. Keith. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's next? Mandalorian, I mean, Paul San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul. I want to steal that name, Mandalorian. Good to have you, Paul. Thanks. Gary from Vermont. 
Jerry, good to have you, sir. Kenny from Missouri. Hey, Kenny. Sandia from Houston. Hey, Sandia. This is Joe from Norman, Oklahoma. Hey, Joe, good to have you. Anybody else that hasn't said an introduction? Hi there, it's Michael in Houston. Hey, the iBug guy. All right. Yes, sir. We'll be getting to you momentarily. Anybody else want to introduce themselves that came in after announcements or even before announcements? All right, well, when we get to the midway point of the call, if you join us or have joined us and haven't, didn't get a chance to introduce yourself, we'll have another shot. Uh, before we get to your questions, going to turn it over briefly to the iBug guy who has a few announcements for us. So Mr. McCulloch, the stage is yours. All right, thank you, Stephen. All right, so let's see. First, I'm gonna go through uh, some of the ways you can uh, get in contact with us uh, on our website, ibugtoday.org. That's I-B-U-G-T-O-D-A-Y dot O-R-G. And uh, on our website, you can find all kinds of good information, information about upcoming uh, meetings, training sessions, other events. You can find a uh, listing of all the uh, podcasts, recordings of this call and other training sessions that we do each month. Uh, also, if you're interested in some one-on-one -on -one training, especially if you're a beginning user, uh, we have a program called the Jumpstart Mentoring Program. And go on our website, there's a form you can uh, download and fill out and send that back into us. And what we'll do is match you up with one of our advanced users and they will get with you and work with you over once a week over a period of uh, 12 weeks and uh, get you up and running pretty quickly. Uh, also, you can uh, uh, join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash iBug today. Uh, there you can also find, you know, announcements, upcoming meetings, also, if you uh, have questions or issues that may come up in between these Monday night calls, you can uh, post them there. And uh, we've got people monitoring that that can usually help answer those questions for you. So it's another good resource. Uh, you may also follow us on Twitter. The handle there is at iBugToday. Uh, our Twitter master, Herbie's online, and he's usually tweeting and retweeting information about the Apple world and other tech related information that would be useful to uh, our members. So welcome to follow us there. And you can always, uh, if you have something comes up, you can send us an email at, and that's iBugToday at gmail.com. So those are just some of the ways you can uh, keep in touch with us. Uh, as far as uh, things coming up this coming week, we've got a busy, real busy week here. Uh, starting out Wednesday night, our uh, new, new, newest training session, it's called the iBug Android Insight. 
and there were people that are needing help with Android, trying to switch over or wanting to learn more about Android, different products. I know a number of us use Android. You know, you may not think about it, but Alexa and other devices have Android operating systems in them. And so you can always learn more about any of that kind of things. And that's Wednesday night, 7 p.m. And all these times are central that I'll be you know, mentioning. And you connect in with that on this very same Zoom uh, conference line. Uh, then Thursday, we have our Trekkie Talk, uh, iBug Trekkie Talk. Uh, right now, we are uh, going through some Star Wars movies. We're about to finish up, and uh, we're actually watching uh, the first episode, Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace. And uh, once we finish that up, in September, we'll get back on track with our Star Trek series, Next Generation, uh, Season 3, we'll be getting into. Uh, I'll skip over Friday, come back to that. Uh, Saturday, Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m., we've got our monthly iBug Apple Workshop. And there we uh, cover pretty much all things Apple, iOS, Mac related uh, topics uh, that uh, usually have several demos going on during the meeting, that uh, different apps that might be useful to folks. Uh, we have, we go over various news and rumors uh, happening in the Apple world. So all things Apple can be, uh, enjoyed at that meeting. And again, all, all of these are on this very same Zoom conference line. Uh, now I'll go back to Friday, our Friday night at the virtual movies. And uh, for this week, uh, and again, we're gonna play a little uh, guessing game and I'm gonna give you some hints. And uh, again, as Stephen mentioned, you know, our regular rules, if you don't just shout out an answer, uh, please say your name, wait till I recognize you. And we're going to try to guess the title of the movie for this coming Friday. So the first hint, uh, this is an oldie. It was released back in the early 1950s. And actually one of the screenwriters didn't actually get credit uh, for the movie back at that time anyway, because he was on the Hollywood blacklist. Hmm. Any guesses? Kind of early to get, get it on that first clue. All right, I'll go on to the second clue. The leading actress also starred in one of our previous Friday Night Films. Okay, hmm. still no guesses. It's, if this helps any, a scene from one of the films we watched, the Godfather movie, took place, one of the scenes took place actually not too far from the setting of our film this week. Wow, I think you had the... All right, this is getting... <laughs> I don't, I'm not, I'm gonna have to give some easier clues, I guess. <laughs> okay, let's try this one. 
People in this film get to make wishes. Get to make wishes. Hmm. Mark in Montreal. Okay, Mark, go ahead. I'm going to guess and say three coins in the fountain. Oh, that's pretty close. I mean, that's a good guess. All right, so he mentioned fountain. All right, I'm going to throw out another clue there. The actual fountain uh, you get to make the wishes is the Trevi fountain. If anybody knows where that this is. This is Paul. Was it, was it Death Wish? Uh, no, not Death Wish. Uh, it's much okay. older than that. I'm close. Older than that, okay. Yeah, <clears throat> back in the early, came out in the early 1950s. Actually, I think oh, it was. I think there was maybe a remake of it, too. I'm too young for that. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's try one more clue. Leading actress actually takes a day off from her regular job and goes shopping and gets her, actually gets her hair cut. Yes, no one has seen this movie or heard of this movie. <laughs> this is Sarah. Sarah. Okay, Was it go breakfast ahead. At Breakfast at Tiffany's? Uh, that's a close guess. You got the actress right anyway. Okay. So Aud Audrey Hepburn is who we're talking about. She's the leading So actress. Roman Holiday. There you go. All right. Wow, that was a hard one. All right. That's a good one, though. Not many have seen that movie, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so this Friday night, 8 o'clock. Roman holiday. Join us at 7.30 if you want to join in the uh, early social time and then stick around afterwards for our uh, discussion of the movie Roman Holiday. All right, turning back over to you, Stephen. All right, thank you, Michael. Great stuff there. Some wonderful things happening over the next few days and weeks, so we hope you can join us for all or at least some of them. Well, at this time, we can now open it up for your questions. Uh, again, if you join the call late, we're uh, going to be taking questions about iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and uh, Apple Watch, Apple TV. So who would like to go first and ask the opening question? Mark and Mark, we all. Hey, Mark, go ahead. Uh, this is about an accessory recommendation. I'm having uh, an issue yesterday where I was wearing a lanyard and my iPhone 8 Plus, and of course I had it lined up with the camera. It was a see-through lanyard, but of course the lanyard kept moving around my neck, so it kept twisting, right? So camera wouldn't work effectively with nearby Explorer. Uh, the thing I didn't, don't want to do is to be walking with my cane, hearing aids, etc., and hold my phone out in front of me uh, totally exposed. I've heard of people who come up, having come up to blind people and actually rip the phone right out of their hand. And I don't want to leave myself open to that. Uh, any recommendations from anybody with respect to when you're traveling with your cane, with your dog, uh, and have your iPhone with you, uh, how to align? Well, of course, you've got to align the camera so that uh, the app will, the GPS app will work properly, but any recommendations as what to put it in, especially if you're, uh, I'm hearing impaired and I have issues with balance. So 
I wouldn't want to stick it in my pocket, let's say shirt pocket in case I was to trip or something. Any recommendations, Alex, to how to orient the, a phone and in what? Okay, so any recommendations? Can anybody give Mark some help on what he can put his phone in while he's walking so that he can hear what's going on? More so, so that the camera would be able to see and be in yeah, the right the, direction. Right. So you're, is this for like when you're using GPS for walking directions or using IRA, something like that, or? Most, mostly what I use is nearby Explorer or um, the, the other one, um, which I can, the name doesn't come quickly to me at the moment. Uh, like Morning Square, the most. Mm -hmm. okay. This is Jose. Jose, go ahead. Um, I just got an idea. When I was at the um, NFB of Texas State Convention last year, Ira was passing out these things that you hang around your neck, and that way you can be hands-free whenever you are walking. Um, I forgot what a lanyard, or so I could be wrong. The word that I'm using, but you basically. You put the phone in it, and you hang it over your neck, and it hangs over your chest. Well, I, it sounds like, Mark, that's, it sounds like that's what you have, and that's kind of the problem as it gets twisted around exactly. your neck. Is that, oh, that's kind of what, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. So he's, he's, he's looking, oh, that's okay. That's all right. He's, he's looking for an alternative to the lanyard. This is Sandhya. Sandhya, go ahead. How about the, you know, they used to have these belt clips. Did you ever have one of those? Um, so you would have to probably orient the camera you could flip the camera to front facing and you could clip it to your belt i think donna used to do that i don't know if she, i think she's on maybe she can shed some light on that but it's a pretty secure thing i mean yeah i do have a belt clip like it's um it's a phone like you put it on your belt and whatnot mm -hmm. but everything's covered up the cover, phone's covered up it's got a magnetic uh, it holds the phone inside um, this thing and uh, it's it's well secure and that's fine but there's no spot in it it's right to your belt so I don't know if the camera needs to be exposed in order for seeing a not seeing AI but nearby or any other similar GPS app like blind square needs to see, be able to if that <laughs> camera has to be exposed or not okay uh, Kenny, Kenny? Go ahead. Uh, yep, the, to answer that question, the camera does not have to be exposed while using GPS. Well, uh, this is Jerry from Vermont. Go ahead, Jerry. Um, what I have is uh, I have the, the OtterBox Defender case with a, with a holster, a belt. It's a, like a big belt clip. And you can flip the camera. You can flip the phone. You don't have to have the phone going only in one way. So... I can stick it on my belt um, or, or hold it in my hand. Um, one of our other friends says, even put it in your pocket. I think the one you were looking for was Soundscape, uh, Mark? Yes, it was, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, I got the holster already and the phone is inside the holster, but it's, it's in sideways in the holster because, mm -hmm. and it's covered with a magnetic uh, cover. Yeah, but this, this one's different because it's not magnetic. It clips to the sides of the phone. And that way- okay. um, What if you were to trip though, Jerry? You know how I, my balance is a little off. So 
I'm a little concerned about that. Well, I got to tell you, if you fall with an iPhone, you have a good reason to be concerned. So, I mean, no matter where it is, yeah. you, you know, it, it's like it says in Man of La Mancha, whether the pitcher hits the stone or the stone hits the pitcher. This is Herbie. It's be bad for the pitcher, you know. Um, so. Let me get back, before I get to you, Herbie, let me get back to something that Kenny said that, that might actually, I think, answer a myriad of things here. Um, yeah, with most GPS apps, you don't necessarily have to have the camera out. Like I've had my phone in my pocket like when we've been driving or something and it still gives directions with whatever app I'm using. So you don't necessarily have to have the camera exposed out like you would say, let's say if you were traveling with Ira, for instance, yeah, you would need to have the camera exposed just because the, the um, agent needs to be able to see where you're headed. So in that case you would, but if it's just a GPS, a GPS app that you're talking about, you could put it in a clip or a holster and not have so much uh, problem with precise location with the GPS. Herbie, go ahead. Um, couple things. So first of all, I was going to originally make the point you made, but something occurred to me when he mentioned uh, Soundscape. The way though Soundscape works at least, and I don't know about Nearby Explorer, but it relies on, I think it creates sounds with what it sees in your surroundings. So that's why you at least need the camera for that. Um, and I think, I don't remember how Nearby Explorer works, but it, I mean, if it's just GPS, then no, it doesn't need the camera. But if it uses the surrounding scenes, then it uh, must need the camera. But I'm on, honestly not familiar with that app. Um, the other thing I was going to say, though, um, Mark, if you're concerned about falling, and this is for you and anybody in general, um, you know, yes, it's a lot of money, but the Apple Watch might be a great investment just because it does have, you know, the newer ones, you know, with the Series 4 have a fall detection ability. And so you can set it up to where it will detect if you fall and ask you, should it call your local emergency services? So that is a recommendation I make for you and anybody that is concerned about possibly falling at any given time. This is Chanel. Uh, Chanel and then Keith, go ahead. Yeah, Chanel. so a soundscape, I don't think has anything to do with your camera. It basically uses GPS data from around you. It tries to make it mm. as if, you know, those buildings appear or seem to be, you know, like on your left or your right as you're walking, but I don't think it has anything to do with a camera. Okay. Uh, I go could ahead. be wrong, but go ahead, Keith. Okay, a couple of things. Uh, one thing that I was I'm concerned with. You mentioned that you're worried about people coming up and grabbing your phone if it's in your hand. I'd, even with the belt clip, I would be concerned with the same thing because you know whether it's a magnetic clip or a clip like the OtterBox, somebody could come up and just uh, pull it off the belt clip. Uh, the other thing I was going to mention is that um, a while back, maybe a year or so ago, Raul kind of uh, talked about how he carries his phone. And if you keep your phone in the palm of your hand and have your basically your pinky and your thumb wrapped around the sides and just have a finger over the top of it, it, you know, wouldn't allow somebody just to walk by and pull the phone out of the top of your hand. 
you know, if that's a concern, just kind of a, a safer way to uh, carry your phone if you do carry it in your hand. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I would be concerned with the same thing with a belt clip. So you might think about that. This is Kirby. All right, go ahead, Herbie. You know, one of the suggestions I have, then, if Soundscape doesn't need the camera, is why not get, like, a fanny pack that you can, you know, just wear and then put your phone in that. And then especially if you're using Bluetooth and you still have access to your headphones, you can still open it slightly for if you need to do some adjusting with the phone. But if you're just listening anyway, then, you know, that might be an alternative and you can put other things in it, too. No, it's not just your phone, but, um, you know, that might be another alternative to consider. This is Kenny. All right. Well, uh, Kenny, go ahead. And then I think that'll be the last comment. Go ahead. All right. One more comment on the lanyards. uh, A lot of people are using something called a neck mount. So I think it goes around your neck and your phone uh, clips or hangs from this neck mount and they say that's pretty stable as far as um you know versus the lanyards mm-hmm. uh, when you use a lanyard uh sometimes if depending on how fast you walk the lanyard might go side to side never heard of them twisting but uh for stability some people are using um something called a neck mount okay do you know where Someone can get one of those? Uh, Amazon. A lot of people are getting it from Amazon. Okay. Okay. Um, Mark, are any of those tips helpful? Yeah, some of them are, but I am hearing impaired as well. So the Apple Watch wouldn't really work too well because I've got the hearing aids in, and Quebec does not supply you with Bluetooth hearing aids. Mm-hmm. Government of Quebec for your hearing aids will not supply Bluetooth at this point. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to wear something like aftershocks and uh, then put the phone in your your belt, which in my case, uh, my holster goes through, the, the belt goes through the holster and also there's a clip, but you don't necessarily use the clip. It just clips onto your, your, uh, it goes through. uh, There are uh, things on the back that you actually put your belt through and then you do up your belt. So it's pretty stable onto your your body and then it closed with the magnet. It covers up with the magnet, stays shut. So I would have to use, I would think, uh, aftershocks or something similar. This is Kenny. Go ahead, Kenny. Yeah, aftershocks. I don't know, Mark. I don't know if you've ever tried them. They're pretty good. Um, I use them. They... I have an old pair of the original aftershocks that a friend gave me, and she got the uh, the better, new, improved model. So I have her old ones. So yeah, I've tried those, and they seem to work uh, reasonably well for what I want to do. I was just curious about the camera, though. Because yesterday I had my lanyard on, the phone was in front of me, it stayed inside the lanyard and you lock it in place, the phone stays fine, but the phone keeps twisting as you're walking, you know, moves around and actually will twist. So that was my problem and uh, uh, Soundscape wasn't picking up anything as a result. So I don't know what was going on. Okay. Let me offer one other quick suggestion and then we do need to move on to another question. Um, I do know that 
I, I wish I could remember the name of it, but I know it's like a leather pouch that guide lights and gadgets sells that you can put your phone in. Uh, that's Barry Schroyer's company. This is Kenny. Kenny, you have something? Yeah, they, they call that a lanyard. Um, it is a lanyard? Okay. Yes, it has the little snap pocket in the front, a zippered pocket, zippered pocket, and another, another zippered pocket in the back. Is that something that you think would, would twist around, though, if he uh, – I mean, I haven't heard that it does that. But. I don't know how fast Mark walks, but I walk pretty fast. And the mm-hmm. only thing it does, because I have like three or four of them, um, is might jostle – what was that? Jostle? Jock, yeah. Yeah, jostle right. a little bit from side to side, but I've never had it ever twist. Okay. And I've tested it with an iPhone 7 and a uh, Pro Max. And so I've never, I've never had it you know, like flip around where, and I use like Be My Eyes or Ira with it. And um, they always say it's pretty stable and leveled and they get a clear video. Okay. Matter well, of fact, I, it. I, used it to, I used it today, for example, and walked mm-hmm. around and had a guide dog and walked around and, mm-hmm. and uh, I had no problems. All right. Well, Mark, I hope that or at least some of those suggestions may help you out and some things you can look into. Let's move on to a new question. Who has a new question they'd like to ask? New topic, new comment. Well, this is Sunny. While people are talking, I just want to remind people that you do have to wait, you know, say your name. I know we want to get into a conversation, but it really gets difficult to manage the call. So please wait, you know, say your name and then wait to be acknowledged. All right. Sorry. Go ahead, Dean. I think, was it Claudia I heard? Go ahead, Claudia. Yeah, I was going to ask a question about Zoom. Okay. Um, I used to be able to mute um, mute and unmute from the lock screen. You know how how you do a FaceTime call. You can unmute from the lock screen. And now I can't do it. I have to go to the back to the Zoom app to unmute. Okay. And sometimes it kind of takes a minute. Okay. Any uh, tips or pointers? This is Jake from Michigan. Jake, go ahead. Um, have you tried updating the app? Yeah, I did. Uh, okay, because mine working, mine's working fine. I can unmute and do that. Um, there is a setting. Um, if you go into settings, and sometimes the application is under settings, and there'll be an option that says Call Kit Integration, and you want to check that. You want to make sure that that's turned on. Is that on the? On Zoom settings or just the regular settings? Um, that might, I don't know if it's, it might, it, well, I would look in both places. I could look in Zoom settings and um, under the general settings under, you know, like the application, sometimes they put yeah. stuff under settings. Yeah, you might want to look under there and, or Zoom settings. Okay. Okay. Because that might be switched off, so you might just have to turn that on. Oh, Not okay. a problem. Yeah. Thank you. No okay. problem. Anyone else have uh, additional comments on that? On Zoom when your phone is locked, muting and unmuting. Okay. Well, Claudia, give that a try, and if that doesn't work, um, 
come back to us. We'll see if we can get you some additional help on that. Thanks. You're welcome. All right, who has a new question? This is, this is Marty. Hi, Marty, go ahead. I, I actually have a solution to a, prop, to a question that I had a couple of weeks ago, and it was about um, activating the picker item when you're shopping in Amazon and you wanna up your quantity, like because normally in the quantity field it's one. So if you wanted to buy like uh, two or three of the item, um, I know some people said they just go out and they, you know, go back into it again. And, but the way to update that picker item is if your focus is on character, when you go to the quantity, you see QTY colon space and then a number. Well, that in the space character, you double click on that and it will say, um, it will say list, open list or something like that. And then you just swipe right and you'll, or swipe left, I'm not sure, but you'll see your, well, one is there and you'll see the numbers go up. Now, sometimes if there's only like three or four left in stock, then you wouldn't get an, you wouldn't see a number higher than four. But that, that's a way to um, get to that picker item. So you're saying in the space before you get to the number of what the quantity is. Yes. Yes. It's QTY colon space, space. and then the number. You, okay. One. So you just so swipe on, to On that space character, because I tried it on the queue and I tried it on the number and I couldn't activate that picker item. But on the space character, double tap allowed me to activate that picker item. Huh. That's interesting. That, that's quite a, that's quite a find. Um, that's great. Okay. Well, anyone who's having trouble with that on the uh, picker item thing, give that a shot. See if that works for you. Thank you, Marty. That's great. Okay. Anybody else with any additional comments on that before we move on? Hearing none. Do we have a new question or topic? This is Keith. Hey, Keith, go ahead. Just to touch back on the Zoom, if you open up the Zoom app without joining a call, uh, there's the settings button, button on the lower right. And if you tap on that and open it up and you'll uh, see general, if you'll tap on that. And uh, there is a toggle in there called integrated calling. And it mentions... Uh, the lock screen. So that might be something that you look at as well. It says something about uh, getting calls on the lock screen. So it does, it's not real clear, clear what it does, but I would see if that's toggled on just, just to see if that helps. Yeah. That, that sounds like what Jake was talking about, the integrated calling oh, feature. I thought he was, thought he was talking in regular settings like in in the settings he wasn't stuff. sure he he yeah. wasn't sure if it was in regular okay. settings or so that sounds like what you're talking about sounds like exactly what he was so referring that's, to that's where it is it's so it's it's in the app zoom itself. app okay yes. so Very it's good. settings then general and then no, integrated no. call or or yeah, yeah. Well, zooms in, into the the zoom. app. Right. in the app correct in the settings is at the lower right hand corner okay and uh yeah then general and an integrated setting like okay. Jake had mentioned. Very good. Very good. All right, Thanks. Keith. Perfect. Thank you, sir. This is Jose. 
Jose, go ahead. Um, question for Zoom. Do you have to have an account with them to see your history of your Zoom conferences? Okay. Because every time I open up the Zoom app, for example, if I went to a meeting last mm -hmm. week and I don't want to have to look for the email with the link on it or a text message with the link on it, it'd be nice to just go into the uh, Zoom app and just see the previous meetings I've been to, but I haven't set up an account with them. So I don't know if I have to do that in order to have that feature. My guess is, is that you this do. This is but, Marty. Okay, Marty, shed some light on uh, it for us. Uh, on the iPhone, when you, it says join a meeting and then it says meeting ID. In the upper right hand corner, it says meeting history. And you will see, I think it saves the last 10 um, Zoom, not meetings that you've been in for one account, but say you've been like in iBug or you've been in Bits or, or ACB, it saves the last 10 things that you have. But is that with or without an account? That's, that's no, what that's he's- No, without an account. Oh, it is, okay. Account. Okay. Without an account. Well, perfect, perfect. Thank you for letting me know. Sure. This is Jerry from Vermont. Hi, Jerry, go ahead. I, I just wanted, um, I'm, I'm sorry to have to ask for a repeat, but could I have the name of the company that had that, that holster-lanyard that I forget who it was was talking about? Uh, guidelines and Gadgets? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. You bet. Uh, this, is, this is Marty. I have a phone number for Guidelines and Gadgets if anybody would like that. Sure. I'll, okay, I think it's yeah, I think ahead. it's six I think it's six one seven nine six nine seventy five hundred. Well, that's easy. Thank you. Okay. Or you can go to guidelinesandgadgets.com just to make sure yeah. that is the we'll correct number. Too. Uh Susan, go ahead. Yes. Yes. Um also concerning the Zoom. I I had someone um set up the um uh uh well, I'll just call it the history thing. I have two different rooms I use, one for Sunday school and one for iBug. And for some reason, it always wants the password. And I can't remember, uh, memorize numbers like that. And, and um, someone from the iBug group has helped me a whole bunch of times trying to fix it. And it will not let me in unless I know the uh, uh, password, which I cannot memorize. So I had to find, look for, like tonight, I had to look for iBug email and click on that link. Uh, but I never have any problems at all for Sunday school. So I, does anybody know what's going on and how to fix it? Mark in Montreal. Okay, that's a good question, Mark. You have an answer? What I generally do with my passwords, because they won't, re if you go in to your history and go I in do. to say I bug today, it will not let you in without the password. You That's have correct. To put that in manually. Uh, I keep them in my notes, okay? And then I just go into my notes and I copy it to the clipboard, okay? It's already in my notes. And I, I mean, I know I bug today by heart. It's easy. It's a, I think it's a six-digit password, um, but some of them are longer. Um, 
And but generally, I just leave them in my notes, and I can go there and refer to my notes. And if it's just a six or eight digit password, I can't remember what they are. <laughs> I just type it in and go back to the history, and uh, join meeting, and it'll say enter password, and then I'll put the password in either manually or paste it in. Yeah, I I, I use the history uh, all the time every Sunday, and and for the iBug stuff. Uh, I also have the link, you know, like you in notes and with the password, <clears throat> but I can't look at two things at the one at the same time. Uh, but I was told a whole bunch of times that the link already has the password embedded. And already Hi, has Steve. So, this is Marty. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay hold on. So. Let Susan finish. Okay. Go but ahead, anyway, it, is that way with the email? Um, you know, so anyway, I, I don't know how else to explain it. Okay, uh, Keith, go ahead. All right, an easy solution for you and everybody that uh, is listening. If you create a contact card, uh, just name it uh, Sunday School or iBug Today, uh, you can go down and when you have the card open and in editing, uh, there is a line that says website. If you paste the link that has the embedded password into the website line, there is a <laughs> website text field and there's a notes text field. Uh, do not put it in the notes text field because it, you will not be able to activate it. But if you okay. put it in the website text line and then um, um, press done, when you go back to that contact card and swipe down to the website, it has that link and all you have to do is double tap it and it'll shoot you straight into Zoom without having to type the password. It's just, yeah, that, it, yeah, it, that it's a good like a, place to put the yeah. link to save it and get to it pretty quick. That is a yeah, great idea. A, a great idea, yeah. So I would just create a new contact um, and then, uh, you know, call it like iBug or whatever. And right. then copy and paste the link, like from a email. Right. Uh, well, I mean, not copy and paste from the email. Call, select and copy from the email, and paste it in the new contact iBug, and paste it in the web website. Website text thing. Um, all right. So you still do it. To, I use it for the iPad mainly, so it's still the same key commands and all that right sure. and plus if you have your your iCloud on it or share it on your yes. iPhone and yes. iPad the other thing I do with the contact card is go ahead and put the uh, regular phone number uh, so I have that available and also I do put the link in the notes field that way I have it to cut and paste easily cut and paste if I want to uh, share it in an email or a text or something but that line when the contact card is pulled up if you double tap on that text on the notes text field all it will do is activate that line but if you double tap on that website uh, it will activate it just like it would and take you straight into zoom okay so i don't have to go to rotor to go to links at all i just double tap on that on that Correct. link super Correct. all right uh, you you're a lifesaver i'll, I'll try yeah. that thanks a whole lot you bet Thank this you, Keith. Marty. That's great. Marty, go ahead. Uh, yeah, Susan, another way you can find it also and do the same thing that Keith told you, you don't need it in an email. You can go to Safari and go to the iBug website 
and I think the Zoom link is in there with the with the room and the password. Yes. I hope I'm right. Yes, it should be there. Mm -hmm. This is Sandia. Sandia? Yes, that's correct. And if we're done with this discussion, I was going to follow up on Marty's solution. I was checking it out and it's super cool. So can okay, I, cool. is that all right? Yeah, let's do okay that. Right now? Let's okay. do that. Thank you. Okay. So I just um, typed in a search and here we go. I got Ralph. I don't know. I was typing in boxes and well, it misheard me and thought I wanted boxers. But anyway, what now? <laughs> well, we digress, right? Okay, so we have Ralph Lauren sunglasses. I thought that was a little safer. Okay, so. August 25th, only five left, tie one. Okay, button. like it says only five left. Okay, so here's tie QTY one. So I'm going to put it on characters like Marty said. Headings, characters, space, cap QTY, colon, comma, space. There's the space, double tap. One, list start. Wow. And then, there you have the list, and I'm going to swipe to the right. Two, three. We've had this discussion on this call, which do you swipe up or down, and sure enough, it is right to left, so I'm swiping right. Four, five, vertical scroll And bar, And pages. we said there were only five left, and so you could go more than five. So there you go, guys. That's awesome. So much, Marty. Awesome, because yeah. we... The other solution that we uh, talked about was going to the key uh, to the cart, and then once the item was in the cart, mm -hmm. adjusting it from there. But so right. this is very good. Thank you. So like, this quicker. is Jose. Jose, go ahead. Sandia, feel free to order me a couple. I have to call. Uh, <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, Jose. Call because Charlie answered and. I Okay, we're getting a little bit too much noise there, so. This is Chanel. Go ahead, Chanel. I was just gonna say. For free. Oh, uh, is it okay? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, no, I was just gonna say quick, wow, that's brilliant, thank you. So you go to characters and you double tap on the, did you double tap on the space right before the, the space, number one or correct. the number one itself? Oh, the no, space. On, on the space, right. Okay. All right. Just want to make if sure. If it works, what do you think? Okay. We're getting some uh, unnecessary talking. We're going to have to put you in the waiting room if we have to keep telling you to put yourself on mute. I can't tell. Don't come by. Don't come or call. There's no air tonight. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Susan. Well, yeah, for the living room. All right, so I think we okay. have an open mic there, but okay, everybody is muted now. And okay, so where were we? Uh, Susan. Okay, we're going to try to make sure that people get a different. So Susan just had a call on the phone. Right. Yes, Susan. Go ahead, Susan. I, I, I'm sorry. I honestly did not understand anything with that demonstration or what the guy was talking about with the numbers. Um, I'm sorry, my little brain couldn't comprehend. Can Can you? Someone yeah. explain that slowly, uh, uh, easy for me. Yeah, this is for um, 
we were talking a couple of weeks ago about picker items, like on Amazon and, and certain sites that have picker items where you get to choose a quantity of, you know, it's say a product that you want to buy. Oh, and when uh, you get to the, yeah, when you get to the list item where it says QTY colon, uh-huh. uh, comma, and then a space, and then the number like one, for instance, uh, what you do is you uh, get your rotor to the characters and then swipe to where it says space, Q- QTY colon space. And when you get to the space, that's what you double tap on and it'll bring up the picker item list for you. And then you can, then you can swipe right for whichever number you want. One, two, three, four, or five. Okay. So where it says picker item, mm-hmm. you, um, you, you scroll to where the space is right before the number that you want to pick, like one is usually the first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have your rotor set to characters and then you swipe down, you know, through the letters Q, T, Y, colon, space. And then when you get to the space, that's when you double tap. Not double double tapping on the number, on the space itself. Okay, all right. And then that's where you could swipe and choose, say like if you wanted two, two of something or whatever, or just yes. one. Yeah. If you swipe right, it'll give you the next number and then the next one. And then you just double t- pick the number that you want at that point. But boy, that'd make it easy for everything like updating your credit cards, debit cards, uh, if they want your year, you were born a month and all that jazz. So that'd help a whole lot then. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. It, it's may, I know it's for like picking quantity of items, but it, it may very well do that as well for other transactions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause I, I've always hated that picker item. <laughs> oh, this is so-, <laughs> so thank you very much. You bet Susan. Yeah, just to you remind bet. people. Yeah. If we cover something and we also, they're all just remember that all of our calls are archived and recorded and we say, you know, we have like an index of what was covered so you can always go back and listen, you know, and do it while you're listening to it. Because we do have to go pretty quickly on here sometimes because there's so many questions. But that is correct. that's always a resource out there. Yep. Okay. You bet. All right. Who has a new question or new topic? Audio now unmuted. This is Billy. Hey, Billy. Go ahead. Um, I recently bought a brand new pair of PowerBeats wireless um the latest the latest ones they were on sale anyway my question is uh is there a way to have them paired to two devices and and, uh without turning off bluetooth on one of them okay anyone want to have any this is herbie Go ahead, Herbie. No, I do not think that it is possible. I mean, the only way you could really do it, I guess, is to pair two devices to it and then see what happens. But to my knowledge, there isn't a way to do that. I've really only ever heard of that truly being doable with like keyboards and stuff. Um, I know like within the Apple iCloud, I know you can, like if it's Apple devices, if you, I, I can tell you this much though, like if so some of the PowerBeats, I think those, yeah, th- those are in the cloud. So if you, are you trying to pair them to like multiple Apple devices? Just one other one besides the one I have. I 
And are they both in the same cloud account? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then what you need to do whenever you want them on a specific Apple device is turn the headphones on and then on the device, simply go to uh, Bluetooth and go down and you should see the uh, Powerbeats headphones and you know, just double tap on them and it should automatically switch to them um, from there. Okay, that that's that's good. Yeah, I'll this, try. This that. is Marty. Hey, hold on. Oh. Go ahead, Billy. Did you want to finish? I'll, I'll try that. Uh, that's all. Okay, Marty, go ahead. Yeah, some headphones, and I don't know if Powerbeat is one of them. Some headphones, you can press and hold the call button for about five or six seconds. You'll get a beep, and then it will say pairing and then it will allow you to pair your second device. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I'll try this is that. Herbie. Herbie, mm -hmm. go ahead. Just remember though that Powerbeats, um, they do pair in the cloud. So they're not, it's not like connecting a Bose or whatever that's an out, you know, so they're kind of associated with that account. So I don't know if uh, so, you, I mean, if it'll let you pair multiple Apple devices like that, that might work, but, you know, they are designed so where you can just switch devices automatically. Mm -hmm. So, um, but the Power Beats and the AirPods, you know, the Beats and the, you know, they're both, um, you know, they, they both pair within the cloud mechanism, not just your uh, standard uh, Bluetooth, so just... I don't okay. know it. I mean, it, you can try. I won't. I'm not saying don't try it. Yeah. But it's designed to where you can just switch between one device or the other. Okay. Well, I'll try both those things. Thank y'all. All right. You bet. Thank you, Billy. This, this is this is Marty. I want to add. Oh, Go ahead, Marty. Sorry, add something to what Herbie said. Herbie on the AirPods, at least on the Pro that I have, the only way I was able to pair to a second device is I had to leave the charging case open and there's a button on the back of the charging case and if you hold that for like three or four seconds it puts the headset in pairing mode and I think you have to have the buds in the charging case when you do it okay Herbie you know I've <laughs> never paired to this is Herbie I've never paired them to anything other than Apple devices, so uh, that's good to know about if you want to pair them to an outside device. Um, but because, like I said, the AirPods, they uh, def they also work in the cloud the way I described the Powerbeats. So if I want to switch devices, which sometimes I don't have a choice because like I can wear them and it'll just automatically switch to my watch or whatever. Um, you know, it's all done within the cloud. So I've never paired them to like Windows computer or another iPhone or anything like that. So, but that's good to know and how to uh, pair them to a secondary device. All right, very good. This is Keith. Keith, go ahead. I have a pair of Powerbeats and uh, I have, well, all of my Bluetooth devices are, have been paired to two different phones. So uh, they, their information is there in Bluetooth settings, but uh, Powerbeats for whatever reason, don't automatically uh, connect uh, to either phone. It doesn't seem like I have to go into Bluetooth uh, settings anyway and manually connect them. They're already paired, so all you have to do is 
double tap the device in Bluetooth settings and it will go through, uh, you know, the connecting process. And uh, with the Power Beats, they will not seamlessly automatically connect if you go to one device to the other. So you'll have to go into Bluetooth settings and manually connect them anyway, but you can have them paired to uh, another device. So all you have to do is go in there and connect it manually. You don't have to pair it each time. And I have used them on one phone and my Bluetooth keyboard on the other phone. So I know you can, and I've even used them on the same phone while I'm using my Bluetooth keyboard. So it's just a matter of where you uh, manually connect them. Okay. All right. Any other final thoughts on the Okay, well, we have one minute until the midway point. Sandhya, do you want to go ahead and one take over now? Oh, or do you want to ask another you, question? You know I want to take over. I oh, do no. know that. I know. <laughs> so right. I will pass the baton to you then. Uh, thank you, Stephen. All right, guys. So midpoint. Um, we would like to give anybody who didn't get to say hello the first time around or they drifted in a little bit later. We are still glad to hear from you. So if you could say who you are and where you're from, and uh, uh, this is your chance. Unmute yourself. This is this is Marty. Hey, Marty. With Marty. my with my new oh, AirPods yeah. with my new AirPods Pro. All right. This is Scott from Arizona. Hey, Scott. Welcome. This, this is Beth from New Mexico. Hey, there's Beth. Welcome back. And who is that? Somebody else. D from D, Illinois. Hello, hello. Hello. Howdy. This is Sarah from Vermont. All right. Welcome, Sarah. Glad you're Hi. here. This is Brad in Dallas. Brad, welcome. What do you call Chanel in Houston. Uh, hey, welcome, Chanel. Romontonians? Oh, no. Hmm. Okay, we'll have to figure that out. Who else? Being silly. Anybody else? Didn't get to say hello. Welcome, Chanel. All right. Okay, well, glad y'all are here. Uh, just a few quick announcements, um, real quick. So Wednesday, Android Insight. Thursday, Star Trek. We're watching Star Wars movie to end out the summer. Number one, The Phantom Menace. Uh, and then Saturday, uh, Friday is our iBug Night at the Virtual Movies, where we, uh, the iBug guy told us that it's Roman holiday. And that is with Oh my goodness, Audrey Hepburn, I think, and Gregory Peck. I always mix them up. Anyway, Saturday is iBug Apple Workshop from two to four. So all of this information is on our website. So please come and join us for one and all of those events. Okay, so now we're gonna go back to the questions. And uh, somebody, we really like to give everybody a chance. So uh, anybody new that did get a chance to ask a question uh, and uh, remember there are no dumb questions only the one that wasn't asked so who has a question well this is marty can i start off or okay sure go ahead um i just got my airpods pro what i'd like to know is what quick way, well, I'd like to get the charging status for each bud 
plus the case. All right, very good. Okay, who would like to answer that question? Anybody with AirPods or AirPods Pro? This is Brad. Go ahead, Brad. I'll take it. Go ahead. Take it, but please. Put the buds in the case and uh, with your iPhone, preferably unlocked, open the top of the case and it should pop up on the uh, bottom half of your iPhone's home screen. Right. Uh, it should show you the charging level of the right and left AirPod as well as the charging case. Would it be like under, you know, like where you have like batteries where nope. it has like your iPhone nope. and your on the screen. Just open it, have it on your home screen, have the buds in the case, and open the top. It'll show up right. whether you want it to or not. Okay. And will voiceover automatically announce it? Absolutely. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks. Try it. Cool. How about Brad, when are you're you feeling, wearing are you feeling about, brave, Brad? Maybe. Okay, when you're let's, wearing try, let's try real quick. We're going to do this practice me, here. I'll do gonna, it. Okay, here we go. I'm going to turn on my phone. Yeah, do it. So my, my phone is locked, so it doesn't unlock matter. It. So now I unlock it. Okay, unlock the phone. Okay. Oh, yeah, it can even be like on, I got an iPhone 10, so it can even okay. be on the so lock screen my, when it's unlocked. All right, here are my AirPods. So you said just open the screen, right? Open the case and hold oh. them near the phone. Okay, they're right next to each other. Oh. <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry for screen. Do it. Amazon. Amazon.com. Boxers for men. Polo Ralph Lauren. Back button. Okay, I think it got distracted by the boxers. Okay, so I opened the open them. Do I need to be anywhere? Safari. No, hang on. Watch this. Let's see. Safari alert. George okay, Michael's here it is. Pro. Here it is. George Michael's AirPods Pro. Heading. Yeah. Okay, so go. it did. It said George Michael's see? AirPods Pro, and then hold on. Here George we go. George Michael's AirPods Pro. One charging case. One hundred percent charging. Okay, here we go. Hang on, Brad. Okay, so one hundred percent charging. George Michael's AirPods Pro. One. George Michael's AirPods Pro. Heading. George Michael's AirPods Pro. One hundred percent charging. Charging case. One hundred percent charging case. Heading not found. Okay, so I guess you can. Find the other. Hang on, hang on, Brad. Okay, so that's how you do it. Okay, it comes automatically. Thank you, Brad. And it'll do it whether you like it or not. Even if you're like just with your phone and you open it to pull them out, it'll just do it. Yeah, I think I was. It was in something else. So thank you, Brad. Okay, there you go, Marty. This is Keith. Yes, go ahead. With the AirPods, aren't you able to use Siri to ask her what the charge is? I guess so. Why don't we try it? We're nothing like a live demo, right? Do I need to open the case or? Well, I guess we'll open the case. What is the level of my AirPod Pros battery? Sorry, I don't know the battery status for AirPod. What? Okay. How about now I opened them? What is the battery level of my AirPod? Your George Michaels AirPods Pro is at 100 and AirPod case at 100%. All right, there you go. Thank you, Keith. So there you go. That is, you can do that too, Marty. You can ask old Siri. Okay, thank you guys. Oops, okay, so good question. Who's next? 
This is Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Just to clarify on the last point, though, though, but you did have to actually have the case open for Siri to recognize them. But when you asked her whether it was closed, she did not. Okay. Yep. That's, that's right. Okay. Thank right. you. Good. Okay. Who's next? New question. New this group. is Eva. Yeah, go ahead, Eva. Just looking for accessible or, or app recommendations on accessible um, calorie counting apps, if anybody has any. Okay. Who's got an answer for that? Accessible calorie counting. Especially being home and eating all these yummy things. Uh, okay. Oh man, yeah. Okay, so anybody have an, a recommendation? Say your name and tell us about it. Or Eva, you'll have to do some homework and tell us what you find. <laughs> so nobody's counting calories out there, Eva. I guess not. So homework. Oh I no, I'm already working homework. on that for. Yes, you got no more. <laughs> Don't no. count calories. Enjoy life, right? Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, Eva. Okay, I think Brad had a question. Or I thought Brad had. No, I was going to clarify. You said when you did the Siri thing, you had to have the AirPod case open. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Herbie said like, that. Yeah. The information pops up on the screen anyway. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Thank you. Very good. More than one way to do this. This okay. is Keith. Yes, sir. I was going to say the calorie counter. I use. I have used Fitness Pal, and there's a lot of features. The thing that's good about that is it has a lot of products already there that you can search for. You know, they've entered all the nutrition information for. And, of course, uh, even with fresh produce or vegetables or fruit, you know, somebody has gone in there and entered the calorie information and, and whatnot. So that that has always been pretty uh, accessible, and there's a lot of features to it. There's a calendar and, and whatnot, and plus you can upgrade it and, and add a uh, uh, other things to it, of course, at a charge, but just the basic calorie counter and uh, just keeping up with the history is free. All right, there we go, Keith. Uh, thank you, Keith. Eva, you don't have any homework? Okay. Thank so, you. All right, welcome. Okay, all right, very good. Who's next? Somebody new, didn't have a turn? Say your name. Who has a question, new question? Any question? This is Steven. Yes, sir. I know it's a little early for Facebook, but I have an interesting uh, oh, no. question about <laughs> Something, well, it's something I've noticed on Facebook, and it, it's actually, I've noticed it on iBug. Oh, go ahead. Please do share. So when you're swiping through your feeds and you, you know, you're coming across, you know, it, it says the, whoever the person is or the group. And then there are some posts I notice, and I came this across, uh, I think it was yours, Sandia, when you were posting about the... Um, the buzz on Monday night. When you when you get to it, 
there's a slight pause. It, it's almost like it's reading a picture where it says text that says, I bug today, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so, Monday night, 7.30 to 9.30. It's almost like it's reading it as a picture instead of like reading an actual post. And I've seen that on several other posts. It's, it's like a slight pause. And then it says text that says, and then whatever it is. And then some, sometimes the words are kind of jumbled up together. I'm wondering, and I've noticed that with, um, I think even ACB's um, audio description project, I've noticed that it has that, it's like it's embedded or something. I'm, I'm curious to know if there's any, you're not, are you, are you doing anything differently when you're posting it? Yeah, I was just gonna. A, yeah, this is Sonia. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, it's a you know, I have a standard you know invitation, mm -hmm. you know, basically the post, and then I change the date or whatever, and that's it. It's a bunch of text. It's actually, you, oh, maybe that's what. So you paste it, you cut and paste it into the right. I here. cut and paste that whole thing. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff in there, so no, I don't type it in there. I copy it from somewhere mm. else. I wonder if it thinks that it's an image or something and it's trying to describe that it's coming from another source or something. Cause it, it's definitely a different read. Okay. Interesting. And I don't know if anyone else has noticed what I'm talking about or even understands what I'm talking about. But this is Keith. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. That's the only time I get it in Facebook is if it is a photo or an image. Uh, it, like I said, it says text may say or may read, and then it'll read the text and I've even gotten that off of, uh, you know, people that take photos and add, um, like a description or something to the photo itself. Of course it will, it, sometimes it recognizes a few things in the photo, general stuff and, and then speak the text, but at other times it just speak the text. A lot of times it does that with memes for sure. You know, it, mm -hmm. it will read the text, but same thing. It kind of pauses and then goes through it. Yeah. Well, I know it does that with photos. Like when it says, like, let's say Sandhya was posting something herself. It would say, Sandhya Rao is feeling happy. And then there's a photo. Well, that's not what I'm referring to. I'm referring to when you actually get to the post, it doesn't do all that. It just, there's, there's like a slight pause as if there's nothing there. You can actually hear the click sound when it scrolls to it. Mm -hmm. but the voiceover doesn't say anything for a second. And then it just says, um, I'm paraphrasing, but it, it doesn't identify who the post is from like it normally would. It doesn't say photo text that says blah, blah, blah. It just starts out saying that. Have um, you, I've noticed like, are you specifically talking about Sandia's post like in the Havo group? Yeah, that one, and then there's an audio description project. I've noticed there's some posts okay. that do the same thing. I've noticed the same thing with Sonia's posts in, in the Facebook group page. It will not even say her name. In fact, when right. you swipe to it, it's just, it, at first, it's blank. Right. And if you let it sit there, it will start reading some of the, some of the text. This I've is noticed Herbie. that, too. Yeah, go ahead, Herbie. I mean, has anybody considered the possibility that Facebook is just rebelling against Sonia? I mean, <laughs> there is like that. Just Probably. her post that... Yeah, I've, I've had... Is... I mean, but like I said, it's purely uh, text. I mean, there's no image or anything. Mm. I don't put backgrounds. I try to keep it really simple. But anyway, This go ahead. is Keith. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I know it's specifically your post because I'll get the notification that Sonia 
posted to iBug, so I'll click over there, and it's the first post, and it just it sits there like it's blank. But yep. I know something there because, you, like Stephen said, you can hear the click, but if you oh, just let heavy. it sit there, it'll start reading something, but it will not – Read it like a regular post. Okay, I'll have to check into that. Go ahead, Herbie, and then, yeah. So in all seriousness now, um, one thing that does differ about Sonia's post compared to other people's is that um, she does put a link in there. And so what Facebook does is it tries to display part of the website. So I think that's why it could be hanging up on that particular post. And so you might want to find out, Stephen, if... Um, that audio description project, if it's the same thing, like if they're posting a link, because, and then, you know, may, maybe that is what is holding up Facebook. And then just the other thing to keep in mind too is Facebook likes to break things and fix things. So in a couple of weeks, things could be totally different. This is Steven. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's, that's about, I think it does, the audio description project, there is a link in there somewhere, so. That, that could be part of it. But I just thought it was interesting. I, I mean, I can read it, but it's different. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll have to uh, try it out without the link, but usually I try to include the link so people can just click on the link. So, yeah. okay. Okay. Very good. Good enough. Okay. Thank you. Who's next? This is Dee. Go ahead, Dee. Okay. I would like to go backwards for a minute and answer Eva's question mm -hmm. about a calorie counter. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Okay, I looked back in my phone while y'all was talking because I have Calorie King yeah. and it's a good app. It, you can search for regular foods itself, you know, like grapes or celery, whatever, or you can search by brand names and you can search by restaurant foods yeah. and find out what the calorie count is in a certain food. All right, better. All right, Sonny, I'm going to mute everybody. We're getting some background yeah. noise here. All right, guys, just remember, please stay on mute if you're not speaking. Okay, you can go back, D, go back and continue what you were saying. Okay. Uh, you so did you catch what I said there? So, so is diet, Calorie King is what you said? Calorie King, yes. Okay. Now, I put that on my phone a few years ago, and I haven't used it in a long time. So I don't know if it's still in the App Store or not. I just assume that it is. All right. Well, Eva, there you go. You have another candidate there. This is Chanel. Go ahead, Chanel. Yeah, I use Cal Calorie King for looking up uh, sometimes uh, carbohydrate information in foods and I don't look at it as often as I should. Well, I give insulin based on carbs, but um, it does still work as of a month ago or a few weeks ago or whatever. Uh, right. So I don't know if it'll actually help you like keep a journal or whatever of the calories you eat, but it can look, you can look up what foods have certain, what calories and whatever. So. Okay. Thanks for the update. Then. Very good. Okay. Who's next? This is Jerry from Vermont. Go ahead, Jerry. Well, you know, I wanted to uh, address uh, and beat to death this topic of the calorie kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, and, and no offense, even. Thanks, really. Jerry. Uh, Thanks. Um, but but what, what, I, what I wanted to say was 
so many of these apps on the phone that do food management and calorie management and exercise, it, you have to, it, if you have a specific reason why you want a calorie counter, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, you need you to tell me what it is, but um, you know, like, like for those of us that are diabetic, you know, there are many, many apps. Um, there are, oh, I can think of maybe four or five that are, are, are voiceover friendly that will allow you to include your carb count and your food, you know, and as, as uh, I think it was Keith said, fitness pal, uh, will give you nutritional facts. The only problem with Fitness Pal is that uh, for things like sugar and and car, I think carb count too. I, yeah, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. The um, the Fitness Pal charges for that information. It's extra. You you have to pay um, for each. Actually, like if you want sodium, I guess or whatever. Um, and I don't even know which, which they all do, but Calorie King sounds like a good option and it sounds like it's free and it sounds like you can use it universally for calorie counting, oddly enough. So. Yeah, who would have thought? All, all right. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Jerry. Okay. Who's next? Anybody new? A new topic? other than calorie counting? Oh, it's Marty. I have a new topic. Oh, thank one. you. Go ahead. Um, when you come in, I, this has only been the last month or so, when you come in the iBug room, there's now a prompt that says preview video on. Oh, mine, it's on. And then I just uh, go to the off button because I don't want the video. But it used to not be there. Did, did you guys make any changes? No, we have not. So no, okay. but you know, Zoom is always kind of doing things that I know there's going to be well, some kind of update. And, and the reason I say that is because in some of the cited groups, it, it's there now. Like when I do the bits um thing, it's not there. Yeah, or, I think some, some of the ACB. We stuff. have it set up so that everybody's video is off. So I need to go back and see if something has changed. But thank you for letting me know. So okay, thanks. Yep, good deal. This is Brad. Good, Brad. Um, I don't know, Marty, are you joining on your phone? Yeah, I, I'm, on, I'm on the iPhone, yes. Okay, you might want to... I, I saw there's something in settings, and I think I can... Yeah, you might want to go can, into your settings, and you can set some things. Yeah, um, I saw that, that video. When, yeah. Whenever you join a meeting that video is off by default. I know that I set mine up that way just because right. okay. that yeah, way thanks. I always I saw that. know it's off. Yeah, that's right. important. God we don't want to be. People have to yeah. see me. Yeah, we don't want to see. I mean. <laughs> exactly. well, most of you are, are safe in the fact that you're blind or otherwise vision impaired, but we oh. don't want to cause damage to anyone else. This is Herbie. <laughs> yeah. Yes, go ahead, I Herbie. I think Zoom in general, though, is trying to do presume that you want video it's like i even um and it's not just the phone i either it's the computer as well like you know i noticed like my uh latest option now is for some reason it somehow is nicely defaulted to start new media with uh, start new meeting with video on whenever i join any meeting whether it's 
this one or yes, I do go to other Zoom meetings. What? Um, oh, I know okay. I shouldn't, but anyway, in all seriousness, yeah. my video always seems to be on by default. Okay, so, so you and you couldn't part, turn it off? I can turn it off, but I have to actually look and make sure that it is turned off even, you know, so. Okay, so be careful, everybody. Okay, so. This is Keith here. Yes, go ahead, Keith. I was going to ask uh, Marty, are you signed into your Zoom account, or are you? I don't. I don't have an account. I just see. I think the, that's the, the difference. I think that's the difference because I have one phone that is signed into an account, and I have all those settings that Brad was mentioning. And I, when I come in on that phone, I do. I don't get any prompts. I just come straight in. Now on this phone that I'm on tonight, every time I call in. And it is not signed into an account. Every time I call in on this phone, I do get that prompt that says uh, Zoom would like to access your, your camera. And then you say, okay. And then it goes to the screen where you have to tell it to join without the video. So that, I think that's the difference is uh, that you're not signed into an account where it will hold those settings. Great point. All right, Brad, go ahead. Yeah, I think Keith nailed it. Uh, if you don't aren't signed in to even the, a free account, you don't have the opportunity to go into settings. Uh, okay, so definitely a, mo a real incentive to set up an account. It's not too hard. Create a you know just your name, email, and uh, password, and you're ready to go. So, okay, thanks guys. Okay, who's next? New question. New issue. New person that hasn't spoken. Burning questions out there. Okay, well, any, anybody? Okay, well, this is Sandhya. I have a quick question. Has anybody been having issues with their iPhone? Uh, like being able to, you know, if you have the phone up to your ear and it's like really, really low? and I can't hear anybody, and it works. If I take it away from my ear, the speakerphone works really fine, and AirPods work fine, and I've tried turning it off. I've tried uh, turning off sound settings about control with uh, the buttons. Anyway, I've tried different things that people have suggested, but it's still not working. So does anybody has anybody encountered that, and have you found a solution? This is Jake. Go ahead, Jake. What are you trying to, is this like when you're on a phone call? Yeah, just a regular plain old phone call. Who would have thought, right? Uh, so I just, you know, want to answer the phone. If they put it here, it's really, really low and I can't hear them. So you don't try like increase, increasing your volume? It, it won't help. I mean, I've, it, this has been going uh, on for like three or four days now. Oh, that's weird. Because to be honest, I don't have my proximity sensor on for the speaker. I left it off. Oh, wow. And, um, because I don't like it when it, I want to be able to select the speaker manually, I guess. That's what I do. Anyway. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so I guess what you could do is try turning that off. I mean, that's a suggestion. Oh, turn um, off I've, the proximity sensor. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I can but I don't, I don't know. I don't know why it would be low. Okay. Well, I appreciate it because it's very frustrating. This is Marty. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I've had not so much with this phone, but with my old iPhone 6, where 
when when I had the phone up to my ear, I would hear the person, and when I moved it away, it would go to speaker, and it would kind of stay on speaker even when I put it back to my ear. I seem to have, I I haven't really had it too much with this iPhone eight. Okay, so but back I've to had the that, I've had that problem where it will stay on speaker and and not go back to just the earpiece. Okay, very good. Yeah, so, all right. Well, I will try the proximity sensor. This is Linda. Yes, Linda. Um, several times my volume has gone down and I've had to go into settings and turn the volume up in there rather than using the buttons on the side. Uh -huh. I don't know if that would help or not. Okay. and. Out of curiosity, do you keep your, do you have it control with buttons on the side on or off? On. On, okay, yeah, that's what I've had, I've always done, but some people suggested that it might be better not to do that. This is Keith. Go ahead, Keith. Uh, I have mine turned on and I was gonna ask, this is a dumb question, but when you try to use the volume control, are you still holding it on your ear because I would be afraid to that if you're holding it down just a little bit, it might be switching back over to the speaker and those volume controls would do you no good on your on the phone speaker itself I or the ear think, speaker. I don't know if I'm that coordinated. I don't think I did that, but I guess I could try to hold it up to my ear and raise the volume. But, um, it's worth a try. Okay. All right, and I'll try to go into the settings and raise the volume like Linda said. So. This is Steven. Yes. Where is the proximity sensor in the settings? Is that? Ah, that's a good question. Jake, you want to tell us where it is? Because I was hoping to go figure it out. <laughs> so. um, the proximity sensor is at the top of the phone, uh, like where the camera, the front facing camera is. Oh, okay. Oh, I, okay. I thought he was, okay. So, okay. Where is it? And then how do you change it? Is that in the, in the yeah. audio, in the speak, in the phone setting uh -huh. or that, where we? No, I think that is under voiceover. Voiceover. Okay. Yeah. Right. So yeah, two related questions. So Stephen, was your question, where is it or No, my question was, where is the setting to turn yeah, it yeah, on that's and what off? I thought. Is, yeah, that's what yeah. I was asking. Oh. Yeah. So okay. that'd be under voiceover settings then. Yeah. Uh, under voiceover settings. Okay. And the actual sensor is located on the top with the flat, the front right. facing camera. Yeah, the right. little notch thing that you can kind of yeah. feel it too. Yeah. So, hey, right. good. Thank you, Jake. Right. No problem. Who's next? Who's next? This is Keith. Yes, sir. Is specifically under audio, under voiceover, or okay. in voiceover. Thanks. We will check it out. Okay, who else has a new question, problem? Interesting app, not interesting app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never know. Can't always be fun apps. You can have some boring apps that are very useful. So anybody have any boring apps they wanna tell us about that they've been using? Okay, Sandhya, I muted. Yeah, I muted everybody because we had some noise there. 
Should be good now. Sandhya, are you there? Oh yeah, I'm here. Oh okay. Sorry. Yeah, I was I had having to, a really good talk with myself. I, I had to mute everyone because yeah, we were getting I know, some I know. I thought phone I, okay. noise there. So I thought I, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, who has a question? This is Billy. Go ahead, Billy. Um, offhand, does anybody know the current price of uh, Voice Dream Scanner? This is Herbie. Anybody, anybody know? This is Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Last time I checked, I think it was just like four ninety nine or five ninety nine, something like that. All right. Okay. Uh, this is Chanel. Go ahead, Chanel. I think Voice Dream Reader's always been like nine ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine. It's it's always been a little bit up there. So wait, are we but talking about here? I'll go look. I'll go look. Scanner. Okay, yeah. He's I think asking about scanner, scanner, and reader. Yeah, he, he was asking about scanner. Okay. All right. Not reader okay. reader is nineteen ninety five, but I think the scanner is like. All right. She'll check. This is okay. Keith. Yes. I recommend if you don't have the others, you might. They always have a bundle deal where they have all three for a reduced, well, for a discounted price. All right. That is a good idea. Bundle it up. Get all of them. They're all powerful apps. There's Voice Dream Reader, oh, Writer, yeah. and Scanner. Okay, sounds good. Um, uh, does anybody like it or use it regularly, or is it comparable to any others? Is it just as good? You know. This is Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Yep, uh, yes, yeah, so I do like Voice Dream Scanner. It's, per it's pretty good, um, pretty accurate. Um, there's some things like you know. I'll still try to use as uh, seeing AI, like if I want to read an actual barcode, for instance, but. If I'm just wanting to scan normal text, then yeah, I do prefer voice stream scanner. This is Mark Steven. in Montreal. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, I love voice stream scanner because, as I've mentioned before on here, I think a lot of the barcodes in seeing AI are not available to us in Canada because they're Canadian products and they're not in the database of seeing AI. So you can go into voice stream scanner get the tone, get the loudest tone you, you can possibly get. And then if you wait a couple of seconds and hold it there, it reads it and, and uh, takes the picture and then reads it. So it works very well. It also works well for posted notes on walls and so forth, like in the apartment building here. The only problem I have, and it's, it's my problem, because a lot of the times cans and written material are written uh, English on one side of the page and not on one side, but on one column and French on the other, and it tries to read both, but that's my problem. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. wow. So it's pretty powerful. It, yeah, it works very well in the instance, especially where if you cannot read the barcode because it's not available to you with seeing AI, it works very well to pick that up, the information that you would need off a package or can. You just got to make sure that you line it up and get the loudest tone possible and hold it there for about three seconds and then it'll take the picture and read it for you. Okay, great, sir. Thank you. Okay, this is D. Yes, go ahead, D. I was going to say, I think Wish Dream Scanner is well worth its money after spending $100 on that other app one time. <laughs> you and me both. 
got taken on that deal. <laughs> but, this is Chanel. Um, I can't even read in the dark with it. They all these things say, "Oh, you need a lot of light, you know, to uh, scan things." I can be in my bedroom in the middle of the night and just pick up something and just hold it over it, and just the light on the camera, on the phone, is enough light to read it, about anything I want to read on this voice dream scanner. Wow, that's pretty cool. Well, it's a pretty ringing endorsement. Okay, thank you. Dee, Chanel, you have a comment? Yes, I have um, talked about, I know, I love Voice Dream Reader as well. And I think I mentioned before here, you know, I'm, I'm not very good at holding the phone level, but I'm still able to get a gist of what's in my mail. Like I said, I have no perception of light. So for all I know, it is totally dark when I take a picture. I think it has automatic flash, but... Um, if somebody could please enlighten me as to how do you find out the price of an app that you already own? Um, because I see the voice stream suite is $21.99, but since I already have the reader and the scanner, it's not showing the prices. So is there any way to get that information? Ooh, that's a great question. Had that question before. This is Brad. Brad. Go to somebody's phone who hasn't already purchased it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. They won't. There's no other way. I don't think. Yeah, I kind of agree with I that. Mean, Go ahead, Herpy. Yeah. One thing to try is, um, if you have a computer, of course, you could just Google it and find it. You know, in the uh, app store that way, and that'll tell you. But otherwise, try using Safari on your phone and googling the app, and that might be one way. Because I don't think Safari would recognize that you already have it. All right. Okay. This is Chanel. This Go ahead, Chanel. Yeah, I was trying to look at the seller and like in the more info section, but no go. So I will take those suggestions, but um, it is available. And I'm sorry, I misheard the question earlier. I do believe Herbie is correct that the scanner is only $4.99. All right. And if you only, if you add another dollar, you get all of them, right? So definitely worth it. So 19, no, I think $21, the, $21 yeah. for the suite. Yeah. $21 yeah. for the whole thing. All three. Okay. This, this is Marty. Yes, Marty. When you when you go in the app store, because I've done that, like, like you know, in the app, it will say either get or, or if you have it, it will say open. But I think if you click on the app while you're in the app store and they have like screenshots and then they have details, is that a way to maybe get the price? Anybody? I usually... It'll yeah, it'll just say open if I remember right. So you, yeah, but if you if you click on the, the app where you again because you already you have see it. all this. Yeah, yeah, oh, you already okay. have. It. Anybody else have a comment? This is Eva. Go ahead, Eva. Um, yes, that's the way I used to find out prices was just click on the app itself in when I'm in the app store and then I'd find out the information. But if you already have it, can you get the price? Yeah, you don't click on open. You just click on the title of the app itself. And oh. you can go into like, it's like a more information thing and, and it tells you all the other details. Like he said, it has screenshots in it and all this other stuff and it has the price. Okay. This is Chanel. Yes, ma'am. I did that. That's how I, but um, maybe I missed it, but I did look in there. Okay. So. Thank you for trying. Thanks guys. Okay. Who's next? All these good questions. This is Joe. How, oh, how, does the, 
how does that work with reading newspapers? Ah, reading newspapers with a scanner app. Yes. Okay. Uh, anybody use VoiceStream uh, scanner to read the newspaper? Okay. This is Harvey. Yes, Harvey. No, it's just worth mentioning real quick that, um, you know, if uh, a great alternative to that is um, NFB Newsline, so. Right, yeah. that's exactly where I was going. So, so Joe, do you already, you have any, any, I mean, yes, as far as reading print and so forth, I guess you'd have to try it or if somebody has tried that, but a much, uh, a really great option is NFB Newsline. Have you heard of that? Oh, yes, I have that. My okay. problem is reading the local newspaper. It will oh. read down one column and then the next column is likely to be another uh, article. So if I uh, unfold the newspaper and the article goes down over two of them, um, the first app, no, 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 first column will be of one story. The second column is the second story and so forth across. I take another picture of the bottom half of the newspaper. I get the bottom half of the first story, the bottom half of the second story, etc. Yeah. So I, this is an obvious, I guess your newspaper is not listed as one of the papers, one of them in the, in the NFB Newsline app or? Oh no, no not at all. It's a local uh, paper in Oklahoma. Oh, wow. Okay. This is D. Go ahead, D. Yeah, you people from Houston don't know what it's like to be out here in the country. Okay, I, I, I'm just, no. I, educate no, me. We, we can get all those Houston papers, but we can't get local papers. Okay? I had, I mean, that's a, well, that, yes. uh, that's a really good thing to know. I mean, I don't realize <laughs> how lucky we are. So, okay, so for those of you who use Voice Dream Scanner, do you have any suggestions or can you tell it to read columns or ignore columns or how can we help Joe? Any thoughts about that? Because I know, okay, well, anybody have any thoughts about that? Because I remember NFB Newsline had like, you could tell it to read columns, but you don't want to read the second column. You only want the first column. So. Okay. Yeah, this is, this is Chanel. Okay, oh. D and then Chanel. Go ahead, D. I was just going to say, I think newspapers are very hard to read when you have to use any type of OCR thing because, you know, it may have, you be reading in this column and then it may say continued on page four or something. And then you got to go, you know, click pages and go over, try to find the rest of the article and things. I just think it's very difficult. Okay. Yeah. It might be able to be done, but yeah, even my local paper went out of business. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's sad. Go ahead, Chanel. Just um, so actually the since I'm I'm not originally from Houston, um, the NFB Newsline does have my the paper where I'm from the spokesman review. I, so I don't know if it how often they update the papers that they offer if it's ever worth looking every now and then to see um, what's been updated. And also I'm sure that they seem to be, you know, pretty open to feedback. So maybe, I don't know what their process is for getting a local paper, um, but maybe that's something you could request. I don't know. 
just tonight. Another place that offers papers um, and some magazines, Bookshare, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I've also, um, there's a telephone number yeah. that you can call and they'll read the, telephone, the newspaper to you. Uh, I, guess I can get it for Oklahoma City or Tulsa, but not for Norman. Oh, okay. Um, this is Jerry from uh, Vermont. Go ahead, Jerry. A um, <clears throat> couple things. Uh, first of all, most, most papers now, where Newsline gets its papers is the online uh, offering from whatever paper it is. So I'm wondering if you went on the net, Joe, and, and looked for your particular paper online, would you be able to read it better online? So Joe hasn't tried that. that was, I was thinking that too. Yeah. yeah. With a scanner. The other thing is, I think somebody started to allude to it. And uh, Newsline, I, I would generally, I would call them and, and, and give them feedback and say, can you get this paper? And if not, why not? You know, um, I think that's a fair question. Um, and uh, I, I think Bookshare is also a great option. So, I mean, I, the other thing is in a pinch, if you really want that first column story, call Be My Eyes, you know? Hold the phone up over the paper, and and the p- people would be glad to read it to you. You know, Very good. Right. Thank, yeah. you, Thank you. Very good. Thank you, Joe. I hope that helps. And yeah, so maybe you and Dee can call, and you know, maybe get get your papers all there because uh, that's pretty important. So yes. And Joe, have you tried looking online for your paper or no? I haven't gone online on it. Um, I have tried the the one where you call in on the telephone. Okay. And uh, they they say our they don't have enough subscription on our a circulation on our newspaper. Okay. But, so they yeah. just have the two major ones here in Oklahoma. Right, yeah. but yeah, if you could maybe if there's an electronic subscription or something. I mean, we still get the real paper here, and so. But very good. Okay. Thank you, folks. Thank you, Joe. Good question. Wow. Okay, who's next? Definitely news and newsline. Love those. Anybody new or old? Anybody? Okay, let's see. No, anybody, anybody do with a new question or comment? This is Brad. Go ahead, Brad. Well, I, I can follow up on something that was mentioned last week, if there's nothing else. Sure, um, go ahead. Someone mentioned, if I've got it correct, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I will. About using the creating a desktop shortcut for joining the iBug meeting without having to go to the email and click on the link or go to the website. Is that correct? Right. We had a, yeah, at the very end of the call last week. Yes. David brought that up. Uh, I've never done it, but I played with it. Uh, I don't want to get my hands slapped for mentioning a non iOS device. Uh-huh. But um, 
on my Mac, I was able to do it in Safari by clicking on the link. Then you get a dialog that pops up that asks if you want to allow Zoom to open. And rather than do it, I chose cancel. And now I'm sitting there on a web page. And oh, no, wait, wait, hold on. I, so, yeah, it's on, on a Mac, right? Because we kind of did, yeah, hold on. Uh, yeah, but I actually, think you could do Chanel. it similar on a Windows Yeah, I think device. you could do that. Yeah, go ahead, Chanel. It's a little different. Actually, on it's the same. Brad is speaking of the exact same process I described for doing it on the iPhone. I remember I talked about my process on the iPhone, or somebody did yeah, several months ago. It, so. yeah. yeah, but you don't have, yeah. a, you don't have a, a menu. What I did is I went to the menu bar. And Safari, after I stopped it from opening, I went to the menu bar, and then I guess what Chanel would do would be share it. But what I did is I went to the menu bar, I went to the file menu, and I went down to save as, and I, I did a save as. And, you know, of course, it asks you where you want to save it, and I chose desktop. And it gives you an opportunity to name it, which I didn't bother to do. I, what, I just accepted the default name. I saved it, and then, of course, I did go and put a, uh, shortcut on the desktop and of course I then renamed it once uh, it was on the desktop. Okay well hang on hang on let's not confuse people because so this is yeah where that, that is definitely a way iPhone. to do it. Oh, on the is that what we were talking about? Right yeah but on a, we're talking mainly about the iPhone so the okay. Mac yeah that's fine but um, I think on the iPhone you would do it by yeah. the same procedure but once you've got Safari open then you would choose share. Right exactly. And I think then it allows you to put as you put it on the desktop the link or whatever it calls it on the desktop. But right, and I think the issue that David was having was it was still, I, I forgot what his, it wasn't working though, because he's tried it and it used to work and it's not working. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what his problem the is. The only thing Chanel. I could think was that maybe the link was updated with, you know, Zoom is always changing. And I don't know right, if you guys right. are changing the link you when you send out those emails or if you're just recycling the same one over and over. Right. But sometimes right. those things change, like Herbie pointed out, it now says something like a zero, something, whatever. So yeah, I, they've done yeah, something to make to those links that. more secure. Exactly. This is Chanel. Chanel. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so um, I think somebody else had this question at one point and I, for the longest, because I had followed that procedure to save it, you know, on my iPhone home screen, actually moved it into my social apps folder. Not that that matters. But anyway, the uh, link for a while, it worked great. And then it didn't. It would take me to the Zoom website and then I'd have to find the join button. But then all of a sudden, a couple of weeks ago, it started working normally again. So it, it's, I think it's just temperamental and I don't think it has anything to, cause your link has always been the same, but it's just, like I said, some, it first worked, then it didn't and now it works great. So who knows, maybe in a <laughs> yeah, week it won't work. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead, Steven, sir, go ahead. Yeah, I, I have the iBug link saved and I've, I've used it every time. The only time I don't do it on my iPhone is when I'm hosting like tonight, I'm on the computer, but any other time, I just click on that link and it takes me right there. Um, right. So it, it, like you said, it, it could just be temperamental and sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, we use the same link for, I guess, ever since we've been on Zoom, haven't we? Yep. So, yep. yeah. Yep. Right. And like we said, the password, mm -hmm. I mean, the link is always on our website. If you totally get in a bind, remember our website is ibugtoday.org and it is there. And uh, 
you will you will get here eventually so thank you guys for making the effort to make it easy as possible to get here so. this is jerry from vermont go ahead sir um the other thing that i do when i set up my well you know because you've been on it a, a lot is my chat what i have learned to do is if i'm if i'm on uh my computer uh i copy the invitation and send it in my my email about the about the meeting and and there's a way to do it um yeah, on yeah. the iphone which i have forgotten but the, the yeah. mac command is command i okay let's and not stick away from macs and pcs but uh yeah thank you jerry but yeah there is a way under invite if you go under participants and then you yeah. can go to invite and then you can have different ways of inviting there so that this is really yeah. send out an invitation go ahead herbie it might be worth noting though that some of the mac commands might be able to be replicated on a bluetooth keyboard if you're using that with ios yeah that's true too still keep wanting to try that out my bluetooth keyboard yes I, I mean bluetooth keyboard really can change your life uh makes things a lot easier so we do need to talk about that one day good point herbie all right who else new comment new question Well, I have a quick question then. If nobody else has a question, anybody going once, going twice. So I was trying to, I was looking for some music, shall we say, on YouTube. And I was trying to navigate through, like, I got a, like a bunch of results. Is there a quick way to go through the different i mean do i just set it on i thought about setting it on buttons is that the quickest way to like go from and then i kept trying to hit like next there's a next video but then it would lose focus and i it was kind of a pain to find it i does that make any has anybody had that problem and is there a better way to herbie. do it yeah go ahead herbie did you try navigating by heading did I try? Well, like once I'm in, okay, yes. But then like once I'm in one, then I just want to go to the next. There is a next video button. Yes, but that's not, okay, unless that's in a playlist, that's not going to take you to the, okay. So the way YouTube works is it's not going to take you to the next video in the results. It's going to take you to the next video that it thinks you might be interested in that's similar right. to the video you're watching. Um, okay, well, hold unless on. it's in a playlist. Got, or it could be an album too. Hold on, yeah. real, real quick, let me clarify. So I got a list, I was searching for something and then it had like, well, this has 18, you know, things that would that are relevant to your search or whatever, like there were all possible videos that I might like. So they were all together. It was already kind of a curated list. So does that make a difference? This is Herbie. Yes. So yeah, then looking, going through buttons, there should have been like a next button. Right. Also on the lock screen. Oh, if you don't have YouTube premium though, that wouldn't work. No, I don't have YouTube. Okay, because if you had then, YouTube premium, you should be able, you could also get to it from the lock screen. That might even be quicker, so. Yeah, but I kept that, even that next button was very illusory. It was really hard to get a hold of, so. Okay, well, I will keep searching for the button. Thank you. 
All right, who's next? New question, new comment? YouTube. Anybody? This, this is Marty. Yes, go ahead. I, I know, Sonia, you have the, um, the buzz on new iOS stuff. Are they, is there any chance they're going to bring back, like before in, in previous iOS versions, when you, when you went to the left slightly of, of your battery status, it, it would give you the status of your Bluetooth headset. Now it just says Bluetooth connected. So you have to go like to page one of your main screen or you have to go to control center to find out your, your right. Bluetooth right. battery status. And it was real easy before when it was just next to the battery status on the, on the status line on the top of the phone. Right. And I think, yeah, you, you mentioned it. We talked about going to the first page and then arranging that, you know, so that the battery right. status well, was easy. But you want to know, are they, uh, I don't know, are any of our, I know well, our beta testers can't tell us. So I guess we'll have to, I haven't specifically heard about that. But, oh, okay. Um, we will, that's coming up, guys. We're already in August. And usually, if, you know, the, it's usually like the second week in September. Anybody's heard anything new? I haven't like really. Uh, so this is Herbie. Yeah, go ahead, Herbie. Yeah, I just want to mention that depending on like there are a lot of articles already out there on different things that do involve the betas. So oh, okay. Depending on what you're wanting to actually know, mm -hmm. it may you know it, it may be answerable. It, it does depend, but you know there okay. actually are a lot of articles already out there that. Um. It's not so much the beta, but we'll give you a lot of tips and tricks with iOS 14 and some of the things and out that are out there and how to do there. Not from a voiceover perspective, but you know, you still should be able to understand them. So okay, and, and I've oh, tweeted wait. them out. It's going to be very exciting. We're going to have a lot to talk about in the next couple of weeks when all this comes out. So I'm looking forward to it. So everybody's got to out there and practice and maybe start backing up your phone before you get ready for the big update so we'll be talking more about that as we get closer and so looking forward to that it's gonna be pretty exciting all right who else new question p.m. new comment got the last four minutes of the call Stephen you got any exciting questions for us no well, let's see. Um, I guess we have time for a demo, do we? No, not we'll, quite. We'll save it for the next time. I know. Can't wait for next time. But I'm just hoping that... Oh. oh, I'm sorry. Well, go ahead, Jake. Go ahead, Jake. Well, this is a comment. I was going to say um, the recordings of the calls have gotten a lot better. Oh, good. Well, thank you. I'm glad you listen. And we always want to hear your feedback. And we really try really hard to, you know, cover as much ground as possible. And I think the Zoom, do you think, are you commenting on the Zoom specifically? The Zoom well, app? I mean, the Zoom app really has enhanced the call quite well is my whole point. Okay, great. Well, yeah, thank you. We are yeah, we, it, it's kind of ironic that we started Zoom and then all this happened. So it kind of, we were kind of, uh, it, was, it served us well. So, yeah. Yeah. And we were talking before the call, uh, I think we were talking about Zoom plans and free plans. And somebody asked if 
like if, if a person talks to another person like one-on-one -on -one and you have a free account, we think it was unlimited, right, Jake? You know what we said? That's what, yeah, like if you do one-to-one, uh, -one, it's unlimited, and then two or more, they put the 40-minute limit on it. Right, and then you can, yeah, it's, even with a free account, it's still 40 minutes. It's, you can always, you know, hang up and call back in. We did that mm -hmm. before we got our uh, paid account, and then you can even record even on the free account, so... So pretty cool app and uh, just a, a quick aside, they're saying that now that with Zoom and everything that's happened, it is really gonna alter like our legal system, how things go forward. You know, it's like we may never go back to how we did things before because this is way more efficient. So, so Zoom has kind of changed the world, so. Yeah. All right. Well, kind of toward the end here. Any final questions or? Yeah. This is Marty. A real yeah. quickie. Go ahead. Do you I know it's not on phones, but do you have a book for September? Yes, we do. We have our book for September. Oh, thank you, Marty. You're perfect. Perfect segue there. Yeah. It is called. Oh, my God. Okay. It's called The Curious Charms of Arthur pepper and it's by fedra somebody but we will be sending out an email and very exciting news if you are in our book club or want to be part of our book club and want to have a say in where we what we read next year please get in touch with me or michael or just send us an email at ivemtoday at gmail.com and you can also submit your uh, submissions and then we will be voting soon in october so it's a pretty exciting time. So, you know, if you're new to the book club and or if you participated and you want to submit your recommendations, that will be coming up very soon. So, all right. So, yep. And that will be in September. The second Thursday in September will be our next book club. We just read uh, Educated last Thursday. We talked about that. So it's a great book. Okay. All right. So, um, so yes. Real quick. This is Beth. Yes, ma'am. How much is a paid account with Zoom? Paid account with Zoom is about $150, I think, give or take a little bit. But yes. $15 a month. $15 a month, yeah. I think you get a little cheaper. This is Steven. This is Scott, and that gives you a. Hang on, hang on. Steven, then Scott. Yeah, I, I think it's a little cheaper than that if you do the annual account. Right, that's like what I was going to say. Like yes. $140 or something like that. $149. Okay, go ahead, Scott. And, then, and that account gives you the the ability to host your own room for unlimited uh, period of time, I, I assume, or for long, a very extended period of time with, with many, many guests or attendees, right? That's correct. Right. It's like a limit of $100. I mean, 100 people for the basic account. <laughs> and then it goes up to like 300 after that. And then 1,000. I think those are the different levels. But. This is Brad. Yes, Brad. And you're going to actually, there is a 24 hour limit on a meeting. <laughs> there is, not unlimited. Gee, that's so uh, not long enough, is it? Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> Obviously, they have it. All right, guys. You never know. Thank you for all of your participation. Thank you, Stephen. You're welcome. Oh, Thank you. Enjoyed it as always. Good night, guys. 
come back on Wednesday for Android Insight, Thursday for Star Trek, Friday, I have a virtual movie, we're watching Roman Holiday, and then Saturday is our Apple workshop from 2 to 4. Thank you guys. Good night. Bye-bye. Oh, okay. You guys have almost events for every week.